guys and welcome back to Tina with you go the hooligan how's it been how's it going i hope you guys are doing well out there so as you guys know the month of love has come towards an end and that means i haven't read those inches i'm not a fucking lie to you i'm a degenerate and i'm okay with that it is what it is so, <laughs> so please allow me to take a moment and bring up some fun ones that I have been reading. First off, I read uh, the Sweat and Soap Dojinshi, which honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was gonna be a lot sexier than it actually was, but it was cute and I think it was kind of cute because it was at the perfect end because I don't want to ruin the ending, but like this was perfect right before the ending. Unfortunately, it's not you know, official, but I did hear that once the box set was come out, um, there was a possibility of the Sushinshi making it into the box set, but as I already have all of the novels collected, I don't need the box set. But still, if you are a big fan of Sweat and Soap and you did enjoy it like I did, check out Sweat and Soap Baby Making Book. Practically, that's what it's called. So, enjoy that one. Now, for funsies in this little space of life, I ended up reading uh, Jujutsu Kaisen DJ. Uh, I can't read what the title is exactly, but it's practically a Jujutsu about um, Daddy Ghetto, Gato, whatever you want to call him, and Gojo. Now, let me let me de- let me just defend myself over here. Gato is objectively attractive. Like I don't, I don't care what your stance on his like morality or whatever, or the fact that he's like possessed or whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care about your position. Let's just all come to the conclusion that Gato's pretty fucking hot. Okay, look at that hair, the slight eyes, the refined like sexy kind of face that he got. And, like, he would totally make Gojo a bottom. Like, honestly, like, we need to just, as a community, come together to understand this. Also, by the way, this is an 18-plus episode. Maybe I should have said that from the beginning, but now you do know. Um, holy sh... This is pretty accurate in my head on how things would go for them. I did enjoy it. And the art style was amazing. And I do... Like, I, I request that you read this. It is adorable. Um, I wish I could read Japanese and tell you exactly what these are saying, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the bottom Gojo. I really much do. The characters look familiar to me, but I, I, I can't put them in a sentence just yet. I'm not smart enough. Okay. Right after that one, I read this cute little one. It's not like a ooh, super spicy Jojinshi. Oh, this means my brain loads a lot. Excuse me. Um, but it is very cute. It's called A Clumsy Adult and Nasty Boyfriend. It is basically an Aaron X uh, Levi. Yes. And in this one, they're like empire so it's really cute actually don't don't judge it. it's not like super spicy or anything like that it's actually pretty cute it does have its like spicy moments but it's it's mainly like a cute little relationship story where Aaron 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 Yeager, Yeager is practically <laughs> I had to correct myself <laughs> uh Aaron Yeager is actually 
a model and Levi is his stay-at-home wife, which I see why they did that because, you know, contentionally speaking, he is a bit of a neat freak. But, you know, uh, it was cute. Uh, the personality's a little changed, but overall, the art style was incredible. Now, when I, I clicked on because I saw the, the picture and I was like, what in the trashery? Yes, this is what I want. This is what I low-key kind of secretly hoped in my, like, Ryan Little Girl heart. Uh, it is a One Piece uh, DJ, no pain, no gain. Of course, it is another Yowie. And um, here we have Zoro X, uh, what's his name? Sanji. Zoro X Sanji. <laughs> ah, it was a, it was a nice one. It was okay. So you know, we all know Sanji who read quite a little bit of like a woman, a praiser. I, I I don't know exactly what you would consider him because he isn't a bad guy. He isn't particularly creep. He he just likes being a servant to like pretty women. Um, so. I don't know what you would like would it be a simp yeah it would probably be a simp would be the best way to describe him so yeah apparently he had a thing at the past with a uh, Zoro it was like one night kind of thing and like one day he's just like playing with himself and then here comes Zoro like let me help you with that and he's like not again and he's like yes again tell me if you don't want it and he's like oh but I do want it. And I was like, oh. Okay, I know it would never happen in real life. But that, like, fire and ice contrast definitely did it. I was like, ooh. Very much intrigued. Now, another fun one that I did read. And it's My Neighbor Yabaro. Academia uh, DJ. It's uh, Yamada. There you go. Yamada, which is a... Uh, Hitori, Hitoshi Yamada is uh, Mike, present Mike from My Hero X Aizawa situation. And it's kind of cute because it's not very, it's not sexual at all. It really isn't. Um, it basically starts off when they're in high school and they're getting to know each other. And of course, present Mike is present Mike and he's going to be loud and obnoxious. And here's Aizawa. He comes into the school year, whatever, and he's just the complete opposite cold shoulder, whatever. And here it goes, yeah, I'm gonna try to get to know Aizawa and Aizawa's kinda like keeping him at arm's length. And this is like kinda how they become like friends and how they like you know, President Mike kinda sees him as like this cool thing and starts developing like a little crush. It's really cute, honestly. And it was really freaking funny. And honestly, one of my like uh low key faves are like the obnoxious person with like the most chillest, calmest individuals. There's something so fun about the con. I, it's like once against the contrast. The contracts make it worth it. Um, <laughs> Eraser Mike is one of my high key favorite ones that I believe could potentially be canon. But like spiritually, I love Crusty, Dusty, and Musty. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's um. Or anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically Aizawa x Shigaraki x um, Dobby. It's a whole polyamorous relationship on all three of them. And I, I do enjoy it. I know it sounds stupid and I know that it's like a complete crack ship because it would never ever happen. 
but it is fun and I'm not gonna lie that one scene of Aizawa like smashing Dobby's head into the fucking ground on the school trip was forever ingrained into my memory it's like a core memory at this point so another fun one I read was uh, Wataru Oko uh, which is a you know another one of my heroes I don't know there's just a lot of those right now it's not my fault it's just it is what it is and there's something about a bottom bakugo power bottom bakugo that just it's a yes you know of course this is all fantasy none of these ages apply this is just like people who come up with these stories on top of their heads and just kind of go with it so I very much enjoy like these fun little stories and fun little pairings. Some of them I know would never ever happen, but you know, it's kind of fun to watch it off. The last one I wanted to talk about was Nana name Na Naname that's what it is. Nana Na Me Tari Kue Tori Dosku Daskumus. Alright, fuck it. It's a <laughs> Genos from uh, One Punch Man x Saitama. And so, honestly, I clicked on it because I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? What the, what the fuck is this? So I ended up checking it out. But honestly, all props to the writer and the, the author because they did this well. Like, I didn't know how much I was going to really enjoy this. So, um, it the alternative title is I Can Lick It, and um, I'm not going to finish the rest of that sentence. But yeah, it's so good. <laughs> There's something so interesting about it. It made me laugh. Okay, it made me laugh because I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. But... The expressions in this is so on point to like how like they would act that I find it so freaking perfect and I could never like I really I could never like outdo this person. Wonderful job, impressive job. I'm in love. So that's basically what I've been reading for Doshin She's I have been reading actual like printed ya yaoi, I guess you would call it. Um what was it called? I finished reading The Day I Became an Omega, like I told you guys. That was a fun little read, and honestly, I did not regret it. But I was going to tell you guys that I did read an audiobook, and I wanted to talk about it the last time I, I got on here, so this is the perfect opportunity, right? <laughs> You're going to have to settle down. Okay. I, I don't mean you, I mean me. Oh. <laughs> So we got a um, Kiss Me Liar. That's what the title is. Okay. It is available on Amazon as a novel and they also have narrated it. And if you know anything about me, I absolutely love narrations. I, I make my own. Clearly, I fucking enjoy them. Also, if you don't like that route, uh, there is like a, a manhwa. Because it is adapted from a manhwa. Um, you can check that out as well. But let me get back to my <laughs> review. Okay. Okay. Alright. So we have our main character who's in Omega. I forget his name so I'm not going to say it. Honestly, I probably should look it up right now that I'm here. 
with you guys and not be a dick. But give me one second. That was gonna take a second. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Thank you, Kindle. Okay. Um, let me go back to the beginning because I'm gonna have to remember those names. P.S. The art is immaculate. Anyways. Yingwu, that's his name. Yingwu is our main character and he is our bottom. He is the Omega, okay? And he is chilling, whatever, doing his job. He doesn't like, he doesn't really love his job, but he does it because it pays his bills or whatever. And he's just trying to get that money. He's still got to do that moolah. But he low-key slash high-key, but trying to keep it really, really super low-key, has a crush on his prime alpha. So not only is he an alpha, but he's like a prime alpha. That means like he's like the peak of masculine, like, like the absolute fucking pinnacle. Anyways, <laughs> the percentage of freaking um, prime alphas being born is like, what is like 0.1% like so <laughs> masculine okay and his eyes change color because he's like prime okay anyway doesn't matter doesn't matter so Yahoo has a high key low key crush on his boss Mr. Pittman okay Mr. Pittman is just considered this prime example of a man he's attractive and he like fucks women left and right and people are just like so willing to throw themselves at him because oh my god a dick anyways um <laughs> so um all this time this guy is just working for him young one is working for him uh and mr penman kind of keeps him as a secretary so you would think that there'd be something going on because he's like a whole prime alpha and you know Young Wu is like a freaking Omega, but no. In fact, he's like, I don't date men. Prime, like, uh, Mr. Pimmons is like, I don't date men. I don't fuck men. I don't care if they're Omegas. I don't fuck men. Because I'm not like that. So it's like, okay, bro, it's the homophobia for me. But okay, whatever. But it's not like he's homophobic. He doesn't mind other people do it. He just doesn't want to do it himself. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, whatever it is, I guess and so he's been working for him for a couple of years whatever and one day um uh, mr Pittman asks him to set up a party he doesn't tell what it's for he's just like hey there's a party that's gonna happen it's gonna be happening in my private yacht or whatever and or cruise of i don't know what exactly it is um but yeah just to make sure everything's fine if it luckily like um one of Mr. Pittman's, like, best friends is also a prime alpha, but he's a little different. Like, he, like, uh, is a bit more of a playboy, a little more fun, and just, like, just generally cares a little bit more, has a little more feeling, I guess you would say. And he tells Yang Wu, like, bro, like, um, make sure you have your suppressants on you. Make sure to have extra on you. And when he goes to ask him, he's like, oh, I really can't talk about anything, I don't know, whatever, like, this is not my thing. So he kind of goes off, right? And so, you know, Yen Wu's really, really diligent and responsible. Like, he's been doing his job for a while. So he's just like, okay, you know what? Like, he wants me to take charge of this party. Um, his friend is telling me to get extra suppressants, so I'm going to do it, whatever. 
So he organizes this party and there's a bunch of like prime alphas and alphas and whatever and like well specifically prime alphas because it's like really small gathering and there's like a bunch of omegas like a bunch of them and they're like you know spreading out and he's like this is like a really weird situation and i was like this is really weird like i don't get what's going on so he's just trying to do his job and he sees kind of people wandering off and to like different levels so he starts walking up and he's like checking making sure like everyone's okay and he ends up like barging into an orgy and he's like oh my gosh like nope not my business let me just get on out of here so he walks away whatever he's like ugh not it's like uh these people are so fucking animalistic jesus christ anyways uh and he ends up running into um one of the girls that mr pimman is fucking and she's like you you're a little harlot you're not gonna get my man mr pimman is mine blah 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 bloop 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 you know all that all that extra jazzy shit and he's like um i don't know what you're talking about can i go and it isn't until mr pimman steps in himself that he's like bro what the fuck and he's like oh he's an omega i know he is there's something going on between the both of you and the business was like bro i do not will not ever fuck a man get the fuck out of here <laughs> he's like he's my secretary and he's doing his job he's like thank you the gun was like you know thank you like i'm just gonna go so he ends up uh like sitting there saying yo i need more suppressants because all the pheromones of all these like super prime alphas is affecting me and he's like and i don't want to go into heat because i don't like that shit so he's like where where would i have this and he's like oh well the quarters like you know like the shimmy quarters that should most likely be in a basement so he takes the elevator down to the basement but little does he know he walks into basically what's considered a trap um in there there's like i think like 12 or something prime omega prime not omega prime alphas excuse me and they're letting their pheromones go fucking free and there's a bunch of omegas i'm talking like six or seven for every like alpha and so they're basically what they're doing is they're like they're getting drunk off their pheromones so they're going like extra crazy like it is like an all-out blowout orgy in this place and you know clearly our little omega is gonna be affected by this but he's trying not to be but two dickheads kind of start pulling him into this situation and you know clearly he's an omega he's much weaker you know whatever so he's kind of easily dragged along and he's terrified he's fighting for his life he's like i don't know what to do i don't want these motherfuckers to touch me i don't want any of this so it's like so it is like really heavy i'm not gonna lie like this part made me so uncomfortable i was like i, I almost cried with this man this is this book is really heavy i'm not gonna sit here and like sugarcoat it it was I don't know if the manga is as heavy as like the novel, but the novel, yo, I was traumatized with this novel. So, anyways, like it, it got really serious at one point, and luckily he manages to defend himself and ends up really hurting one of the dudes who was trying to like, you know, R word him. And yeah, he manages to defend himself and manages to get himself out but now he has to deal with the consequences and apparently 
uh, his boss, who ends up helping him, whatever, is pissed off, not at the guy who, who basically essayed him, but at Sangwoo, his assistant, because he's like, well, you're you're an Omega, right? Like, you should be used to doing shit like that. Like, why did you resist? Like, you basically caused trouble for me, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, he really didn't say anything. I think he was, like, in shock at that moment. And he basically was like, I quit. Like, fuck you, I quit. And he basically walked out of there, no shoes, no fucks, nothing to give. He was like, I can't live this life. And honestly, I felt horrible. Like, I really, I felt so bad. Like, I'm like, that must be traumatizing. And so he ended up going into, like, a trauma-induced depression. He went through all the fucking motions. Honestly, it was... Oh, excuse me. My glass fell on my face. Um, it was hard. It was really hard to, like, even read that. And honestly, even saying it, it's, like, it's deep. But it's a story. And I think it pulls from, you know, situations. In this one, we start getting to know a bit more about him, Yang Wu, and his relationship with Mr. Pittman, and how they had met previous to his employment. And in fact, how he wasn't always an Omega. In fact, he was a Beta who got into a really bad fever, and his fever was hormone induced, and it made him become an Omega. And how this affected his social life, his parents, what people expect of him, his manlyhood, and like it put a lot of things into perspective for him and how, you know, his family's relationship has definitely changed. So yeah, I think it was I think it was like a really interesting and very socialized concept of this Omega Alpha dynamic, which I think some you know, authors don't always get their chance to do. Um, so I, I found this to be really, really good for that. Uh, also, the trauma was just on another level. So clearly, he's still dealing with those feelings from back then, his transformation, and now the trauma of being essayed and how society used him. Because in all accounts and purposes, you know, his boss, Mr. Pittman, you would expect some kind of sympathy as a man who doesn't want to sleep with other men, how he sits there and kind of dehumanizes Omegas and how he keeps on doing it. Like he keeps on saying horrible little comments in there that for anyone else would be horrifying to even say, but like he just assumes that he knows because of the limited interactions he's had with other Omegas. Like it's terrible. Honestly, it's really, really awful. But it just kind of parallels a lot of things in our life, I guess. So, um, so once he kind of quits, he gets the stuff. This guy is still going through trauma. He can't barely leave out of his house. He just ends up going to work to get his stuff. And it's like, okay, I'm done. And they're like, oh, what's, like, please don't, everyone else is like, please don't go. Because, like, you, you basically just piss running. And he's like, I, like, I can't, like. Literally, the only way I'll get back is it can be like what five percent share of this fucking place. Otherwise, I'm never coming back. So it was basically an announcement like you're never gonna get me back. So he walks out, whatever, and now he's on the hunt, trying to find a new job. Still trying to deal with his problems, mind you. He's kind of quite paranoid lately, of course, because of what happened to him. 
because of all the trauma and shit like that. But one day, guess who comes knocking at his door? And if you were thinking Mr. Pitman, then you were right. He comes knocking at his door, basically demanding entry into his house, then kind of shits on him for having a little home, little apartment. And then starts to try and get him to get his job back. Now, you know, Johan knows, you know, knows who his boss is. So he's like, I don't really want much. He's like, I only want a couple things. And if you could agree to those things, then I'll consider coming back. But I'm only coming back on a one-year notice. Like, it'll have to be renewed every year. So basically, I choose when I get to quit, which uh, is interesting because I'm like, that's not how it works here. I guess that there are certain areas where contracts work differently. Because normally I'm used to working either salary or hourly. And that is either quarterly renewal or yearly renewal, annual renewal. So I don't, I'm not used to that type of, you know, job work scenario. But maybe that's a thing in Korea or something. I don't know if someone can feel free to explain that to me. So anyways. See, he goes out. Um, so he kind of goes back and he doesn't ask for too much because he kind of knows, like, uh, like I don't want to ask for too much because then it's going to ask for more of me. So he basically lessens the workload on himself, allows him to have more, like, secretaries. And the rule is, you know, keep your pheromones down. Like, I don't want to be around alpha pheromones anymore. That should trigger me and I don't want that. And so, at this point, you know, he kind of has to agree. He wants the secretary back. So, he kind of just, like, okay, grudgingly agrees to that. But during one of his rounds, he ends up being around too many alphas. And, well, prime alphas. And their hormones start waiting to him. And that brings him into having a complete and utter panic attack. Like, an extreme panic attack. He has to be brought into a psychiatrist. Like, he's not doing well at all. So what happens is the psychiatrist kind of sits there and says, well, uh, I mainly work with uh, Prime Alphas. Like, I, like, I'm very exclusive. But since you're asking me for this favor, uh, the best thing I can suggest is I can work with him. But you're going to need to isolate him. You're going to need to, like, help expose him in a safe and controlled environment. So this kind of leads them to Mr. Pittman kind of moving him into his, like, penthouse or whatever. Where he's safer but can still like be exposed to the hormones and then he goes through all types of treatments and he does seem to be getting better but there's still that underlying tension because Yang Wu always kind of had a crush on him and Mr. Pimmon kind of keeps giving off like fucking confusing vibes like he might be into it but he's not into it like in a way like he's disgusted by himself. And it's like a really weird situation. Honestly, I can't wait for volume two to drop, which from what I read should be in like June or something like that. I think I might check out the, the novel, the, the manhwa for it too. But honestly, I find it to be very interesting. Um, I just do find it to be quite harsh. And that's, I think that's why I started with the Doujinshis before I actually went into this book. Because I was like, I don't want to bum people off in the beginning. But yeah, it, it was really good. Um, there's a couple more books that I bought from them that I can't wait to check out. Hold on, let me bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. 
I'm not, okay, uh, it's called Look At Me. It came out not too long ago, and it seems like it's about the same premise with a similar writer. So I'm definitely going to check that out as well. I have it bought. And because it was recommended to me, and everyone kept telling me, Oh my god, it's a game. I ended up picking up uh, Ensnared, which is a spider-alien romance book, which I do plan on reading. It's just not right now. I have to be in the mood, and I've been like trying to fix my my apartment i'm telling you i fucking painted this whole weekend that's why i didn't do too many episodes this weekend i had planned to i planned to uh, read some of the books some of the audio books i had made some of the freaking fan books i made but i got so freaking busy uh my back hurts my everything hurts painting ceiling sucks i'm not i'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all painting ceiling that's not it for me and I even have a whole new wardrobe coming that I have to like put together. Um, yeah, and I have to do some spring cleaning for clothing. I have a lot of stuff to do. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, we're gonna get them done. We're bad bitches up in here. Nothing but bad bitches. So, uh, I think I'm gonna end it here. I hope you guys had fun. Um, and I'll check what else I wanna read soon. I'm watching, um, Kosejama. This show that has corpse voice voicing it. I just started watching it. It's called like Tribe Nine, something like that. It's pretty interesting. I'm not in love with it, even though I do like sports anime. I just hope it gets better. Uh, there's only like three episodes dub in it so far, and like the bad guy or one of the bad guys is corpse. And holy shit, I knew his voice immediately. Though it's one of those. I was like, oh my god. Ah, <laughs> but I definitely had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I'll keep you guys up to date on how I felt feel about the show as it continues to progress. Otherwise, than that, this is a goodbye. <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.